1: spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting, and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted, and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting.
0: Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. I have an incredibly special guest here today. Those of you who follow me on social media know that I had the pleasure of uh, speaking at TEDx Canon Drive Women recently. And the incredible MC who was like The glue and the sparkles that held us all together all day long. And as soon as I saw her up on stage, I was like, please, please join me in the studio. And she's here today. And when I was backstage, she said these beautiful words. She was basically telling me she wished she could say the magic phrase. So please, Sandra, if you wouldn't mind. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Girl Boner. Woo! Love it. Swing!
2: Yeah, I did say.
0: Damn, I wish
2: I would have introduced you because I would have said boner, girl
0: boner. <laughs> yes, that would have been fantastic. But now we have this perfect excuse. Awesome. Yeah, so I have to more formally introduce you mm-hmm. now because you have such a wonderful body of work, and you're so passionate and and talented. Thank you. Sandra Vals is a comic. Actor, singer, writer, and all around badass. She is funny, super high energy, smart, sexy, outspoken, Latina. She's best known for her powerful, electric stand up comedy performances in Showtime's The Latin Divas of Comedy and Pride LGBT Comedy Slam. She has this unique mix of physical comedy and brilliant storytelling that I got to see on stage. It was magical, which makes it easy to see why the LA Times calls her, quote unquote, talented and hilarious. As well as being voted one of the top 33 badass comics with Latin roots by Latina Magazine, one of the top 10 funniest lesbian comics by Curve Magazine, one of the top 100 women we love by Go Magazine, and one of the top 10 faces to watch in 2010 by Diva magazine. She's appeared in all sorts of TV shows, and she stars in this smash hit play that I cannot wait to see here in L.A. called the Latina Christmas Special. She's also a celebrated, award-winning human rights activist. The California Senate presented Sandra with a certificate of recognition for her relentless support of people in recovery in the LGBT community, as exemplified by her leadership in producing One Gay at a Time, a comedy show that's celebrates people in recovery can learn so much more at WeLoveSandra.com. Thank you again for hey, being August. Oh well, wow, what a great intro. I wish <laughs>
2: everybody it's all true. Me.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, and you really do have a beautiful singing voice. I was I think we were all surprised well, thank people you. who weren't familiar with your singing work when you got up on stage because we don't usually hear comedians just like belt it out. So. Well,
2: I was a singer first. I had bands even when I was in 15, uh, 15 years old, like in high wow. school.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: And so I did all of that, you know, and, and just went to musical theater school and was in like an eight-piece horn band in Boston when I was there a while ago. And then comedy just kind of landed on my lap. I was just always like telling dumb stories and being stupid. And uh, yeah, a whole career spawned from a breakup. <laughs> it was a long story. Really? Yeah. Can you give us the nutshell version? Well, she, uh, you know, we were going to couples therapy and all our friends were like, you know, you're really funny. And I'm like, yes, I've heard that, but I'm a musician, I'm an actor. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, 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 you should do stand up, whatever. So my girlfriend signed at the time signed me up for an, a, a night school, adult ed, comedy workshop kind of thing. And then breaks up with me in therapy, and then she's like, well, what about the comedy class? I said, well, who feels like being funny after you've been dumped? And then my friend Chris, that I was just talking to today, was like, dude, you should go because she took all your friends. So I went to make friends. I didn't go to get a career, but this whole amazing career. I said, wait, Mm. so I can talk about my breakup, and you're going to laugh, and it feels great, and you're going to pay
0: me for it? I'm doing it. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) And speaking of which, you had a show right after the day Mm -hmm. of the election, uh, mm-hmm. as we heard the results. And last week, we had a somewhat somber, but also I, I, I hope it was inspiring. We had a lot of voices from people in the community who wanted to speak up for marginalized people. And uh, we had a, a therapist talking about, you know, how to deal with trauma. And I can't even imagine, you know, when people are struggling that much, we need comedy. Mm-hmm. But was that, what did that feel like for you to find out that, you know, Trump is... Well, president-elect <laughs> and now you're going to perform what was what was that like? well everyone was devastated i mean we were just like damn you know what's going on but then i'm like
2: everyone's i, w- I was at olivia travel in mexico it's i mean paradise and olivia travel is an all-women's uh olivia comp- uh, company travel company and i i told my girlfriend i don't know what i'm going to talk about what is anyone going to laugh at and then i realized no now more than ever we have to bond together. Everyone bonds together when there's tragedy, you know, mm-hmm. when something happens. I mean, 9-11, Orlando, and then somehow we forget that we bonded together and then life goes on as planned. However, now is the time to, for good people to, like, rise up and really be sh- show yourself, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, this is so, my, my comedy was funny and about the resort, but was also like, did we forget that we are women and the givers of life here? Did we forget that we are goddess Amazon warriors? Did we, where, when did we just turn off and become complacent? And I'm not suggesting, you know, violence or or anything like that. I'm suggesting take up that spiritual sword and that spiritual armor and show yourself. I believe love wins. I still believe love wins. I believe you're not going to tell me it doesn't win. And I think right now where there's a, A shift in the world. There's a revolution going on that is, yes, protests are great. Uh, Yes, go to the streets, sign petitions. But you are messing with now. There is an awakening now that is a spiritual awakening. I believe in good energy. I believe that if we all bonded together and really like send, and I don't mean la di da kumbaya, kind of like, oh, I just lend you love and become a doormat. No, good positive energy, even for the politicians yes even they can be converted i completely believe you know just send good positive energy you are good people what the hell happened yeah. so it became kind of a comedy and once they're laughing and their mouth are open you feed them with this empowerment like we have to go out there now and bond together in our communities without feeling uh, defeated love doesn't get defeated yeah I don't believe in that. I don't. I, I believe now put your money where your mouth is with all these beautiful positive quotes and, you know, you make manifest and you all these things that you, you know, have little posters on in your wall, you know, yeah, all these, yeah. you know, spiritual things that you claim to have. I read a quote one day that said we were all given gifts, We, n- but most of us haven't opened the package, mm. which I was like, that's true. Somewhere someone told you that you're not amazing or that you're you're positive energy. And again, I don't mean just like, ho-hum, let's just pretend nothing's going wrong, but transform poison into medicine. I don't care who you pray to. It has to come out and be like inundated now in the world. It does. so I, not to be preachy here, but I kind of turned that around and I was like – and then I sang an amazing song, A Bridge Over Troubled Water, which is like we all should bond together. And I opened up with an Alicia Keys song, Superwoman, which we are for God's sake. I don't understand how we forgot. Yeah, yeah. Or how we cower down just to make someone feel better. No, that's it. Not
0: anymore. No, that's it. Maya Angelou has this great quote, uh, basically says, when a person shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Uh And I feel like, as you were saying – we we bond together, and then what happens? And the same thing happens with, like, we know there's racism. We know there's sexism. Mm-hmm. We know there's xenophobia, all these things. But knowing and kind of, like, doing things when there's, like, one uprising, one crisis, it's going to keep happening and getting worse until we do so, – and they can become healing crises. Yes. If, if I, we act and rise. I think people
2: feel helpless. Yeah. Because they, well, I can't protest. Well, I don't know what to do. Well, I, you know, don't. No, no. You're not helpless if you sit down for a couple of minutes a day and pour goodness in the world. The, it, it, I believe in the transformation, uh, in the energetic transformation. And so now, you know what? Bring it. Thank you.
0: Yes. And That's, use what you have. I love that you use your platform. You mm-hmm. know, you're doing comedy. And a lot of people might think, well, a comedian, and actually I find that all the comedians that I have met they are some of the most wonderful activists because I think it's such a powerful way to reach people. Is that always part of your mission? Obviously, you want to entertain, but mm-hmm. have you always had this sort of drive to make a difference? Yes.
2: Yeah, and, 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 it, and it, I'm not saying that I wasn't scared <laughs> or that I wasn't like, they're not going to like me or they're going to, you know, not hire me because I'm gay or whatever. When I first moved here uh, in '01 and I started doing comedy, I was like, should I even say that I'm gay? Should I even you – know?" because – and so I did a couple of gigs, like, ever wonder blah, blah, blah about dumb stuff? And now – then I went, no, I, I'm i going to say who I am and be who I am and not be preachy, but this is who I am. And I did lose a lot of jobs. I, I did, you know, 16 years ago, really, it wasn't, like, cool, like, to say to be – you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you, you still had to explain – my girlfriend, I mean my girlfriend, like my partner, not my friend. Like we're not together or we like, really are yes, together. Yes, like my, my wife. Now you can say my girlfriend and, you know, people understand. But Yeah. But people uh, were still kind of a, what, a gay woman on stage like 16 yeah, years ago? yeah. But so, yeah, from then on I'm like, you know what? And on top of it, I don't have to come out gay anymore. I have to come out Latina. I'm pale. I don't look, quote, unquote, Latina. So even that, I... I am an activist saying and talking about how, yeah, you know what? I am Mexican. I don't look like what you think a Mexican looks like because we look like like all shapes and colors. Totally, totally. Um, But, yeah, I think we have a responsibility when you have the mic. And I think you have a tremendous responsibility to change poison into medicine and leave people better than you found them. Absolutely. And and yourself,
0: too. You heal yourself. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. So were you already out? With your family and friends and all of that, was that you just hadn't brought that out onto stage as far as coming out as lesbian publicly? Were you privately pretty open? Privately gay. Privately <laughs> openly gay. Uh, no
2: private
0: lesbian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of was. I mean, I thought you know when I first had my first TV spot, it was Que Locos*, and it's a Spanish show but English language. And Que Locos back in the day was like, oh, my God, you're in Que Locos, you know. That's like Latin American all over the place. And I debated, should I even say that I'm gay because my family and my dad is going to be shamed or whatever. Whatever. I did it. I said, I, mm, I, okay. I, spoke my truth and I called my dad and I said, listen, uh, my mom and dad, I have a spot in Que Locos. Yay, great. I said, I say that I'm a lesbian. I mean, I... And, of course, they were like, why do you have to publicize it? I was like, because it's just not publicizing it. It's who I am. Yeah. And uh, when my dad saw it and my mom saw it, they called me later and they go, I told everybody, I don't care. I'm so proud of you that in a horrible, tough world that you stood up Aww. for yourself.
0: And I'm like, my Mexican parents are all behind me. That's beautiful. That's I felt amazing. That's amazing. That is awesome. And what did you learn about sexuality and sex? Growing up? Like, did you have kind of the single sex ed class?
2: I went to a Catholic school. We had the period movie.
0: Oh my gosh. Is it the one with like the, oh my gosh, it has really frightening, frightening messages, doesn't it?
2: Yes. It was, and my mom goes, okay, today's a big day. I remember when we had the period movie. It's a big day. You better not crack jokes. You better not (laughs) laugh. You better not make fun. Did you? well of course (laughs) it was like cartoony
1: and then everyone's laughing and
2: being dumb but I see the period movie and then my mom bought me these books like you and your adolescent or whatever you know like four or five volumes little tiny really easy to read books and so I read all about sexuality in the books and I'm like oh homosexuality oh hmm I think I well I don't know you know? That was great that it was I, in there. It was in there, but it wasn't in there like it's a cool normal thing. Uh, nor was it bad. It was just like a paragraph, like some people like same okay. sex. Um but what was in there and I remember that I I remember going to the mall with my mom how oh, embarrassing. Okay, I'll say the story. So my mom and my tía and me, and I remember reading in the book masturbation is normal. It's a very normal and I went, What is that big word? oh, wow, i do that. I didn't know it was called anything, but I just did that because one day I discovered it. So I'm walking to the car at the mall, and thank God my aunt was hard of hearing. But I said, hey, mom, what's masturbation? And i like, que, que? Por que? me está preguntando eso? Like, oh, like, it's a huge dramatic thing. I, sh- I said, what is it? She's like, I don't want to talk about it. I said, well, she goes, why? I said, because I do it. And the book says it's normal. The book you gave me. My mother, oh, my God, don't be saying that word out out loud like it's a shameful thing. I'm like, but the book has a whole chapter of how normal it is. And she looks at my aunt, and my aunt's oblivious because she didn't hear a thing because she couldn't really hear. And then my mom made a huge deal. I remember her talking to my other aunt going, and this one had to say the word in front of so-and-so. And, like, and I'm like, oh, wow, it's, I guess it's not that normal. I guess only America, it, that's another thing. It was a cultural thing. That only Americans that masturbate? That only like in America, because my mother was like, you're not, you're Mexican, but you're not like, uh, I mean, you're an American, you're here in America, but you're Mexican. These American people are so liberal. If they do these sinful things, that These American women are yet. so loose and we are not. Wow. We are like Catholic Mexican and you wait till marriage and and you are getting married and, you know, all these things that those american women do
0: mm. so then did you stop or did you just feel more no, shame of course about i didn't it? stop <laughs> i just didn't tell her i was doing it <laughs> yeah i remember i was taught that it's a sin and you'll go to hell if you do it but boys can't help it i wow that's horrible but yeah. i i don't we didn't talk about
2: that in high school or even in in um in grade school like sixth seventh grade that wasn't
0: even spoken of because that's why I didn't even know what it was. I was like, yeah. I did it. But. It's like sex said all about your period. doesn't really make sense. It's the period. Yeah. Yes. And the diseases. I remember I was really horrified of sitting down on a toilet seat. Oh, my God. Because you remember yeah. that you're movie? You're going to get diseases. Yes. Like you're going to sit down and the disease is just going to crawl right up in you and your life is
2: <laughs> it's, it's, wait, it's lurking in a toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. Waiting to get in your cooch. Exactly. Exactly. I was also – I cried when I got my period. I was like, oh, yuck. That means I'm a woman and – It shouldn't have
0: been. It should be a celebration, right? They should have like period parties or something.
2: Well, yeah. I was like, oh, that means I'm a woman, which means I have to now, you know, be submissive, date and be submissive and obedient. Because that's what I was taught, like in Catholic school and Mexican, like the man is the shit. He's the one and that's who rules. And I'm all, well, No. That doesn't feel right. Like it just—it isn't right. And again, all these movies. Oh my god, let me tell you. I can't even. I don't can't even explain it because I I saw this horrific Charles Bronson. They are like horror movies. Well, they're so degrading to women, and that's what we grew up with in the seventies. Like just being normal. Like that's what you do to women. That's how you treat them. And that's just how men are. So. I'm over at my dad's house and he constantly has the TV on. I hate when people do that, but whatever, the movie channel on, whatever. So he's outside doing what he does. And I am having coffee, reading the paper, and the TV's on, and I don't dare touch it because it's my dad's domain. But it's a Charles Bronson movie in like a 70s. Appalling. So this is what I got, and I have it on video here on my phone that I'll show you later. He's talking to a woman, and the woman's like dressed, scantily, scantily clad. And I, what I catch is she says, well, I'm going to have to um, practice if I'm going to be realistic tomorrow. Apparently, Charles Bronson is using her as a decoy to steal a helicopter and save people. And he got, he's like, Ugh, he couldn't be bothered. And she goes, well, you know, I've never been raped before. So I'm going to have to practice. And she's coming on to him. And he goes, you should be so lucky. Like he's not even paying attention to her. And he's saying, you should be so lucky because you've never been raped before. Lucky you. Great. Oh, my God. He's being cool. And she goes, well, but what is that saying? So help me, I'll rape you. And the woman says, so rape me, I'll help you. And he goes, what? And she goes, so rape me, I'll help you. Just like that. And he goes, whatever. I'll talk to you later. And he walks out. And she goes, rape. I should be so lucky. Is that real? I have it. It's a video. I taped, I rewound the TV and taped it on my phone. Like it's a video. I could show you right now. I was like, wh- I choked on my. T- I was like, Whoa. who? Ha- wow.
1: Those are the. Mo- and
2: I realized those are the
0: movies yeah.
2: that we. Saw. I mean, it wasn't even an R. It was a TV.
0: Movie. I don't know what it was, but so I was it was normalized. Like, it was just like, oh, yes, that's just treating a, a woman scene. like that
2: is normalized. Mm-hmm. Which to me, I'm like, I don't want to be a woman then. Not want to be a man, but I'm just going to be asexual. I'm just not going to do anything. Did you actually decide that? Like, I'm well. You know it a- with- was decided for me because the Catholic Mexican religion, until you get married, you shouldn't do it anyway. So I was like, well, you know what? I guess I'm okay not doing anything until. I figure some things out. Yeah, which is not cool either. Right, right. It, it's not. It doesn't feel comfortable, and so, you know, even in high school, everyone had a boyfriend, and I'm like, I don't really want. Him. Okay, I guess I'll have a boyfriend. Which was a, he was the sweetest, most nicest, most respectful person. Thank God. Yeah, but even making out, ugh, I was like, I don't want to make out with him. Ooh, yeah, I don't want it. And my mom's like, Well, you know. Uh, He's a perfect, hot like husband. I'm like, Bleh. I'm like, no, like
0: I'm not. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. So when did you start to embrace yourself? Was it just like this gradual journey, or were there some kind of big turning point, kind of aha moments?
2: I le- I went throughout college completely asexual. Like I, when I was in college, I uh, I joined a, a born again Christian group because. We I thought they had better music. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. <laughs> yeah. And you could wear whatever you want. And there was younger people with guitars and like yeah. a band. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't Catholic and the sacraments and all the commandments. It's just Christian. But hiding behind, you still can't be gay, can't be anything. Uh, born again for a couple years. It didn't sit right with me either. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on my schooling and that's it. And then I went to New York City with an acting scholarship. And that's when I was like, I am out of here. I am out of my house. I am with myself, by myself, in acting school. I'm a woman of the world. I'm free. And I met this woman there. We were like 23, whatever. And she was gay, is gay. Uh, and, you know, we hung out. And uh, one time she was like, you know me, you, you can come over and drink beer. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I go over to her dorm. And we're up on the balcony, like way on the top um, floor and we're overlooking Broadway and the lights and we're dreaming like acting and we're doing it. We're, you know, being, studying to be actors and whatever. And she's inching her way toward me. And I'm like, why is she doing that? It isn't even cold or anything like an idiot. I'm like, why is she getting so close? Well, she's getting close because she wants to kiss me. And she said, can I kiss you? And I'm like, like all of a sudden, all these things, like I'm going to go to hell, but I don't really care. My God, what did my mom say? Who cares? Like all these voices, and I said, okay, but don't tell anyone. What an idiot. Like, I said, you can kiss me, but don't tell anyone. That's And she goes, okay, I won't. Or well, whatever. Yeah. Once I kissed her, I was like, this is it. I'm the biggest lesbian in the world. I was like, that is it. I'm so gay. This is, I'm like, what, what the? What? Complete girl boner, complete yeah. like, what the? Yeah, there's no chill, and yet, <laughs>
1: like, it's like one of those, <laughs> like,
2: huh? Yeah, and then she's like, um, oh, and I was like, so nervous. And it was already like one in the morning, and um, I didn't want to walk back, I'm like, it got too late, I didn't want to walk to my dorm, and her roommate didn't get there on time to walk me to my dorm, so she's like, we well, just have to stay over, and I'm like, whoa, no. So I borrowed these heavy sweats, like these huge overflowing sweats from her male roommate. I'm like, okay. She's like, why are you? I'm like, because, you know, I get cold at night, like lying. We She's, were trying to avoid more contacts. No, no, yes. I'm like, I can't. No way. No, no. I had never even been with anyone. So I'm like, no. So I had these heavy sweats on. <laughs> and I'm like in her twin bed. And I'm all, this nothing's happening, okay? Nothing's happening. She's like. Well, can I kiss you again? I'm like, yes, of course, but please don't tell anyone, I, but nothing. Me and my big, huge, overflowing sweats from her male roommate. So we're making out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to hell, but I really don't care right now. Yeah. It was so painful. Like, Yeah. Isn't that terrible that you can't fully enjoy well, the moment of all, because of that? This is private, but it's, you know how I feel. I'm like, okay, I know what blue balls feels like. This is, like, too much. I've never in my life experienced, like, yeah. such a beautiful thing, but such a weird, like, shame like i cannot mm-hmm. this was like the 1988 it was a while ago so then i i slept all scrunched up against the wall like completely sideways like <laughs> i'm not gonna even oh. touch her and then the next day at school of course she told everyone and i lied to everyone so now i'm a big liar and uh and it didn't It, it took a trip to mexico with my mom and talking to my friend chris who i just told you about we were. I came to visit him here in L.A. and we were by the ocean. And I said, "I don't know. I don't know what to do." And he goes, "You know, it's an acquired thing. You just stumble through, and it's not the end of the world or the beginning of anything. You just you explore who you want to be." It's okay,
0: that needs to be in sex ed. That
2: should be like day one of. Sex. He said, if you may be gay, you may not be gay. If you like her, you like her. If you don't, you don't. What's the big deal? I'm like, but but three things. What would people say? My parents are going to die and I'm going to hell. Kind of big deals. Well, I got over, what would people say? My parents are going to die. Who cares? Because I told my sister, and my sister was like, who cares? You're fine. But the God thing for me was a huge deal. Of course, now I look back and I'm like, that's the dumbest <laughs> Yeah, but fear. I remember but that feeling. But it is. It's a fear. Like, I'm going to hell. Like, this is yeah. not... Not only is it lesbian sex, it's premarital It's like this... Yeah. Okay, first of all, when I came back to New York City from talking to my friend Chris, it was on. It was on. Thank full you. on. And it was amazing. And I had a huge revelation. I felt empowered. I felt happy. My singing voice, like all of a sudden I'm like, where is that coming from? Like this beautiful, like, huh? My acting, my self-esteem, the way I even carried myself, the way I dressed, everything. And it's not because I got laid. It's because I was actually doing something that I thought was right all along. And
0: authentic. You were being yourself. And it's amazing what happens when you really start to embrace really who you are and your sexuality. And I think there's so much shame for so many people. It's so funny you mentioned the voicing because I had a very different but similar parallel experience where I was sitting in a women's sexuality class and I was going through treatment for an eating disorder And at the time. And the the teacher said, and I was taking this class because I was bored in the middle of this small town in Minnesota, and uh, she said, today we're going to talk about sex. Mm. And it struck me that I'd never talked about sex. It had sex, never talked about it. And I started to realize about all this the shame I was having and all mm-hmm. these different things. And one of the things that happened was suddenly my voice was louder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would sing and play guitar as part of like my treatment. And it was like a different person mm-hmm. came out. It's amazing what that does. Well,
2: listen, I went to, I did talk about sex because I went through four years of college musical theater and, and dramatic training. And you talk about the body and you, I remember this one time, this exercise was like, close your eyes and feel your partner's. I'm like, this is perverted. But it wasn't. It was feel your partner's body. Feel your, the actor's hands and the skin. It's all about opening up and what it feels like. And I thought, this is the weirdest, but it feels good, but it shouldn't... F- not sexually good. It feels like the right thing to connect with a person that way. But it shouldn't feel good because God tells me it doesn't feel good. It shouldn't feel good. And a good person doesn't uh talk about it or you know if you're a strong christian you abstain and, and you pray then, about those desires and you pray about it and you're superhuman sort of and so i went through four years of acting school basically telling people in not so many ways not so obvious ways that they were kind of wrong for uh even talking about it or joking about it or being gay even on top of it, I, would, I mean, I, I grew up in Texas, so for me, there was no out lesbians really. And the ones who were out, I'm like, ooh, I don't look like that, so I'm not, Kish. I guess I'm not gay. You know, my butchier, tomboy feeling is not so masculine like them, so I guess I'm not a lesbian. What the hell am I? Mm-hmm. You know, so, again, that's why I love even now that everyone is a lot more open. High schoolers are like, I'm gay, I'm bi, I'm not gender biased i'm gender neutral i'm pansexual. whatever they you know what cool yeah totally because you are absolutely
0: absolutely our sexuality is so much more fluid than people realize and even with acceptance of or more acceptance of whether you're gay whether you're straight whether you're bi there still is this kind of idea that we it's so black and white like you're fully gay or you're fully straight Mm -hmm. or you're or you know there's Mm -hmm. all these so there's a lot of of growing that we have to do, but we've come so far in, as you mentioned, just since, you know, the 80s and 90s. We
2: have, but some, you still have people in their even late 30s, 40s, 50s women who have woken up and said, wow, I'm in this marriage now. You know, I've been in a marriage for what, 20 years now, whatever. Damn, I'm, I think I'm gay. Like I cannot. So now and and there's still that whole family stigma, the religious. It, there still is even yeah, now. Yeah. Going, what am I going to do? Damn, I'm I've lost. You know, I'm 40 and my life has passed me by, kind of. But right. people
0: still feel. Yeah, uh, and having to grieve the mm-hmm. the times that you would have had. You know, not that there wasn't some good too, but wondering what your life would have been like. Sure. Like, what if I was always okay with who I was and knew who I was? Because mm-hmm. it's amazing how you can just not even realize something. Because there's so many layers, it just goes down so deep, and generation after generation after generation. Uh, I also feel that, you know,
2: nowadays it is imperative. Like I said, for a for a, it's hard enough to be an adolescent to try to figure out sexuality mm-hmm. without someone telling you, you know, now this is wrong. You are wrong for loving or feeling or dressing or, you know. Do you want to... Are you more feminine? Are you more masculine? Mm -hmm. It's hard enough is what I feel like. I felt like I lost out of my adolescence, but, you know, when I was 25, I didn't even know how to date. I didn't even know, like,
0: how how to... When you did start dating, what was that like then? Because that's always awkward, too. But when there's... Like you said, you were brand new to it and probably dating people who had been dating for a while.
2: Well, she was a seasoned lesbian, and so I... Was in a relationship with, with her like two years, and then after that, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't. I mean, I was in New York, okay, in the early '90s, which was like, <laughs> I'm not. Gonna. I had a, a lot of uh, hot girls when I after we I broke up with her. I was like, what? This is awesome! And I'm dancing, and I'm it's hip hop, and I was a, like a hip hop dancer at this club, and. It was a lot of fun there for a few years, and then I met someone else who I loved, and
0: I I love relationships. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I'd i rather be in one than date around. Sure, sure. Did you ever have a really hilarious or date gone wrong? <laughs> yes. Like, a lot. What, what stands out the most? Okay.
2: The one that stands out the most, let me see. Well, there was this one girl in New York in the 90s where... We met at a bar, and she was awesome. And I'm like, I can't. I just can't pick someone up at the bar. Let me take her out again, because I'm kind of a gentleman. I'm like, let me just. So we go out again, and she's kind of awesome. And we have drinks, and then we go back to her house, and we're making out, and she's psycho, like psycho. I remember being in the bed with her making. She and she was so beautiful. And then I. Her headboard had like one of those shell. It's a shelf headboard, you know, where you can put books yeah, and yeah. stuff. She had a meat. Cleaver, like a meat knife cleaver Oh, thing. like psycho psycho. Like a psycho and like brass knuckles. <gasps> so I'm making out and I put my hand up and I go, uh, "What? what's this? She goes, oh, look. And she showed it to me. And uh, I go, yeah. She goes, well, you freaked out? I'm like, well, no, no. You know. Playing it cool. Not, okay, who has that? <laughs> yeah, But you don't want to freak out the psycho. Well, no. But then I... Kind of, I don't know how I left, but I kind of
0: left. Crept out. I just, yeah.
2: <laughs> like left. Like this is weird.
0: Yeah. Trusted your instincts. That's yeah. really important. Really important. What about gifts? We actually have a question from a listener. I'm going to play uh, a response from our resident sex and relationship therapist, Dr. Megan Fleming as well. Um, she wants to know. I, she said, I want to do something really sexy for my husband for the holidays. I'm not into lingerie, but I'm thinking a DIY type thing, like a sexy dinner date. Do you have ideas? And here is what Dr. Megan had to say.
1: I, first of all, I think it's a great question. And uh, wow, we should all think of the you know, DIY options um, because, you know, those are the kind of gifts I think that are we more appreciate. We're really putting some thought and energy into. So um, first of all, we sort of think about, you know, Knowing your partner, so your partner love languages, you know, is it words of affirmation? Is it acts of service? Like, what might in particular for them be a turn on? Um, But I think from there, it's like, you know, it could be writing love poetry, a short story, a fantasy. You know, I also like the idea of like a picture book where maybe you're taking your favorite memories from the year. Or it could even be some of your sexy selfies or some of the quotes you know, the random things you said to each other that really sort of stuck. It's it's really that idea of um, bringing forth the memories that have really been turn-ons for you. Um, and then, of course, there's the classic, I always love the idea of the, the gift certificate book, right? So that's everything from, you know, it could be breakfast in bed, naked, to, um, you know, sort of, sexual positions or, you know, whatever you want to offer your partner that at any point in time, they can redeem that coupon or that certificate. I think that could be hot. Um, and I also think there's an option to create some homemade, uh, personal lubricants. And if you do a little research online and thinking about, you know, coconut oil or sort of key ingredients that, uh, you know, smell good and, you know, might be really nice to introduce.
0: Thank you, Dr. and Everyone check her out at greatlifegreatsex.com. I wish you could have seen Sandra's uh, reactions. Her physical what? comedy was coming out. So you obviously have some opinions about this. Okay. August.
2: She wants to do a sexy date for her husband. The coupons who, that are never going to be redeemed, by the way. She's always going to be busy or whatever. Okay. What does your husband like? Be something. Be creative. Be adventurous. Why don't you, like, get a hotel room and come to his door, like, with a trench coat naked and knock on the door and just, like, take him?
0: Mm. Just, like,
2: pounce on him. Or why don't you pretend you're picking each other? You you can have a script beforehand. Is he picking you up at a bar and takes you to his room because he's there for, you know, science convention? He's a scientist or something. Play roles. And he gives you the key and you go upstairs. Or you say, well, you know, I'm here and I had a long, hard day. I'm in room 210 and you whatever and you give him the key and then you have it all set up and you give him a lap dance and then you do an amazing, like, hot, sexy thing. Lubricants don't cost that much. I don't need coconut oil in my cooch. I'm so That is, you know, or be at a bar and pick each other up. Something fun. Why don't you go and, like, it's so much easier to have straight sex than lesbian sex. You can just go fuck anywhere. I mean, you can do it. It it takes a little yoga in my end yeah yeah well you know unless you have the toy which right. that even is like confusing sometimes you're like what okay i didn't feel that what's going on oh it's toy as over. in any
0: toy dildos no the dildo yeah.
2: yeah yeah i'm just saying you could do so many things with the love languages and you know and get to know him and you know maybe the <laughs> no dude he wants to get laid if you want something sexy
0: come on you need to like teach that as a class. That was pretty amazing. Are these all things that you've done? Is this my girlfriend and I are very creative. I would say to her, "What do you want to do?" And she's
2: like, "Well, let me think about it." I'm like, "Okay, let's try to figure it out." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sometimes it pans out, and sometimes it doesn't because you get too crazy. Or, and the doesn't can be funny, right? Too like much you try tequila. And- or, and- <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you're just like whatever, but as long as you don't shame the other person into feeling like, and this is very important too, that I would love, um. Your show is sexuality in general, and which, to me, I I would gather that it meant gay, straight, whatever. All of it. Because, you know, there's straight, uh, there's heterosexual sex that has its own pros and cons and ups and downs and, you know, tricks of the trade. And then there's lesbian sex that's also back and forth. There is um, sometimes a stigma in in like a butch-femme relationship or lesbians to where maybe one puts it on, you know, the dildo, and then the other is a receiver always. And then if you're like the more, quote-unquote, maybe masculine one, you don't really receive, and it, it just feels weird, and it's not the thing. No, that to me is is not – it might be true for some people, but it's right. not like – It's like the standard. It's not the standard, correct. It's not. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. I think if you physically don't like something there, you shouldn't do it. I don't care what – Always. You're straight or gay or yeah. whatnot. not. But if you feel like, you know what, I can absolutely receive you as a woman, and it doesn't mean with a toy. It means I can feel female with you or mm-hmm. male with you. There's a beautiful male and female energy that that I, for me that I really talk about because I tend to be more of a tomboy than girly and the typical femmy girl. But for me, I love that my girlfriend accepts my boy, masculine, crazy fun side and also my beautiful female side i mean i've never yeah. been with anyone that loves my curves as a woman so much like my breasts i'm like what when i feel male energy coming from myself i don't really like I'm Like, don't touch my breasts i'm not really feeling girly right now i'm feeling kind of masculine yeah. she kind of rolls it's a beautiful uh like a dance of synergy vulnerability and a and a, and a, a, a synchronicity that i that is hard to find, but for with us, it's so beautiful because mm-hmm. I feel like wow, I and I'm allowed to feel all ages with her, all genders with her, fun or you know a good fuck or a good like oh my god, this was like I love you so much crying sex right yeah and so yeah. to me
0: that is a partner that's
2: beautiful that is a great sex
0: you, <laughs> you know it is it yeah. is where again you're authentic and vulnerable and exploring mm-hmm. how did you two meet. We met at a women's festival, at
2: a Michigan women's festival, and I'm not the outdoorsy kind at all. <laughs>
0: we were talking about this, peeing outdoors. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I can't you know, Are you uh, like the person who needs to camp only during the day and then go to the Ritz?
2: Well, no. I mean, I I mean, I can try to rough it. I try. There's a bathroom nearby, but there was no bathroom there. there, mm. I mean, there so that's, was, that's the deal breaker. There no was. outhouses. But, yeah, no. I can't. But the beautiful thing about the festival is that you got to like bathe outdoors, like shower, which to me, I was like, oh, my God, I gained a few pounds and we're all women there and they don't care. They're so accepting. But I was like, I didn't know I had all these hang ups. Plus, I'm super pale. I'm like. Okay, if I shower in the day, everyone will see me. But if I shower at night, everyone will still see me because I glow in the I dark. Could, yeah, I relate to that. <laughs> but I did—I showered at night under the stars, which was beautiful. Oh, that's amazing! Um, that's I amazing. did. I, you know, it was my year of yes, and I did—I—I I did sweat lodges and I did this beautiful thing. Um, so I met her there, and and you know, nothing—just great friends. And just wow, you're you're really—it's a spiritual connection. You're really beautiful, and then. at when the last day that we were there, she kissed me under the huge moonlight. He like illuminating our path. It was so romantic.
0: Mm. And then
2: the rest of the women were howling at the moon. Like like literally. <laughs> like how howling. Howling. were they like bent down like coyotes? I Ow. did I don't but they were howling. It was, it's <laughs> a very goddess kind of thing. Nice. Uh and then we she lives in Brooklyn, I live here. So we fell in love on the phone. And so it, and we have an amazing
0: sex life, even on the phone. Phone sex (laughs) can be really awesome. It's very creative. It has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Any tips for for newbies to phone sex? Well, Skype is (laughs) bad. Yes. Thank God we
2: have visuals now, right? But phone sex, yeah, well, here's the deal. You have to learn how to kind of talk dirty and how to... and And then you go, okay, are you doing it to me or am I doing it to you? Like, You know, if I start saying, and then I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and if they're getting (laughs) turned on, cool, you keep doing it. Yeah. But does it turn them on also if you say,
0: and now you're doing this to me? So you think that, like, it's kind of narrated typically for the most part. You're talking. Because, well, if it's on the phone, you have to be talking. Well, one has to be talking and the other one has to be breathing. Right. Yes.
2: But it depends on what your partner likes. Like, to me, I like to hear stuff. Yeah. It's absolutely. very important for me for for a person to be vocal. I need a cheering sex. Do mm-hmm. am I doing well <laughs> down here? Because I've been down here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I don't not make any noise. Like yeah. what the hell? Do you
0: communicate during sex? I'm a big communicator and I feel like sometimes I once I started talking about sex, I kinda like couldn't stop. So like I'd be with a partner and in the middle I'm like, like how, August? talking about sex. Like, like you um, know, show like. Me. Uh, well, like talking about, you know, getting more, uh, talking about the tech- technical parts of it. And did that In feel good? In the middle good? of it? Yeah. I try not to do that so much now. Now I have the show so I can talk about sex Are you saying, elsewhere? oh, when you're doing that, that's a good angle? Sometimes.
2: Are you say, like I used to. Are you announcing
0: it like a football announcer? Um, Probably not like a football announcer, but but a, like an encouraging cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> I think if you moan, it encourages us. <laughs> that's true. I actually, now I'm much more of a you, moaner. I think if I yeah. hear, oh, I guess she likes it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I and was with one person. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so important. And this is another thing. Love noises are so important. Good, c- c- like yes, sexy, yeah. d- you know, not sounding like a damn dog getting its tail pulled or a seal being clubbed to death. Yes. I'm sorry. Please tape yourselves and change it because it turns. That's a really s- interesting point. It's so, Listen for to me, yourself. I'm like, oh, yeah, she sounds hot. Not like, like, again, like a hot dog, like, like, you can't. <laughs> Did you have a partner who would... Not a partner. A par- I was like, what? Like, this one person? Well, there's two. One of them, back in the 90s in my crazy days, true story. It was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's all... Ah! Like, <laughs> and I make a joke in my comedy. It sounds like a dinosaur. Like, it sounds like, like Godzilla, like a pterodactyl. Like, are you crazy? I, I could not. It totally turned me off. Then there was this other person... Who <laughs> <It> was like <laughs> stupid. I was like doing my thing and I mean I mean it was down there for a minute. And she's all Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? And I'm going if you're saying are you kidding are, uh, are you saying it because you're like saying, This sucks, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, how do you tell Or are you that? saying, Oh my god, are you are you? But who says that? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh! What the hell? That is so funny. At like, least this is so
0: important to have good sex sounds. Yes, and let yourself release them. You know, I think there can be embarrassment about oh, someone's going to hear. And obviously, if you have children, care. whatever. But like, I I think it's well, great to treat children care. differently. But I do yeah, not care. Yeah. I am.
2: I'm loud. I celebrate it. It's important. I'd rather hear that than someone fighting next door. Me too.
0: I really don't care. I hope my neighbors are having great sex. Like, it's a happier climate.
2: Well, I hope that your noises, you know, make the other person get all
0: turned on like, now I'm going to have sex too. What's wrong with that? Can you imagine? It just could be this like gift that keeps on giving, like all the lights lighting up in all the different houses as everyone just (laughs) passes their orgasmic sounds to the next house and the next house. I really like that. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. So tell us about your Christmas show, which I'm so excited about. The Latina Christmas special.
2: Well, Diana Yanis, Maria Russell, and myself, Sandra Valls, are in the Latina Christmas special. And this was four years ago that we started doing this show. And I had just gone through this really bad breakup uh, of 12 years, and I was so sad. Uh, And Diana's like, you know, we should write something for Christmas. I'm like, I don't want to write anything. This is ridiculous. But how she presented it to me was like, you know, we're always complaining we don't have Latina roles and women, and we are, you know, why don't we tell our stories? So it started out as monologues. with three of us just wrote how we grew up, and I realized stuff about myself, like, wow, you know what? I did grow up feeling left out. Like, I like boy toys. I like G.I. Joes, and in my family, it was like Barbies and makeup and all that. And uh, so I tell the story growing up in the 70s and then throughout the 80s in my family, and... um. How I still remain true to myself, and how I was like, Mm-mm, you know, I, I am who I am, and this is what I what I feel, and and so I talk about growing up gay without knowing, but I also toward the end talk about now the roles reverse and how I took care of my uh, my I was my mom's primary caregiver. She passed ten years ago, but I I found in myself that I was like like an amazing caregiver. Like I was so brave and strong, and my mom respect. You could tell even if she she after all she couldn't talk the respect we have for each other because I remained true to myself and we fought a lot about who I was and why I was and leaving to be myself and my there was such a connection uh, unspoken connection about me now being a, a woman now in my 40s taking care of my mom who's was going to die it was such a female bond that that to me It just validated uh, my strength as a person and as a woman. It really did. And so I talk about that, too. Um, And still remaining true to my art and my my relationships and taking care of my ailing mom. And so we talk about that in the Christmas show. Maria talks about being bullied uh, because she was a little, beautiful, chunky little girl, but she was bullied for that. And she's a dancer. She's gorgeous, of course. She's a great actor. Um, and Diana Yannis' parents were refugees from Cuba, and she grew up in Miami with, like, flamingos and not, you know, Frosty the Snowman. Also, she talks about being female and, and what it's like to grow up in these um, bicultural families, and Christmas unites people. And we mm-hmm. it's about three women getting together, drinking tequila, and telling stories and, and empowering each other. And I it's funny, and it's touching— and
0: we sing in it and we dance in it too, of course, because yeah. we're Latinas. And uh, <laughs> do all Latinas, I mean, for the most part, not to generalize, but I tequila. feel like dance well for the most, or, or at least really celebrate dancing, it seems. It's such a huge, beautiful part of It's part of our culture. culture. Yeah. And
2: whether you have rhythm or not, um, it's part of how we, uh, at least in my culture, and how we express ourselves. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Thank God. My girlfriend's a great dancer too. Oh, my God. Uh Awesome. Although I don't know how to lead the salsa, and I can't let on that she's leading. Really? Well, now I told the world. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us where we can learn more about, about the play and and about your work. The play, thelatinachristmasspecial dot
0: com, and me, my website, welovesandra.com. dot com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You're so amazing and you. just you really too. filled my heart by being here. So thank you. And all of y'all, we have another f- featured toy of the month. Yay. Swing. Why do I keep swinging? I'm hitting all the – Yeah, what, I have all different, I have other buttons I'm supposed to be pressing and today I'm very do swingy. You, do you say shwing, like – <laughs> When you get turned on, do you say – let me ask you. Do you say I'm wet or do you say I have a chub? Do you get I a did, boner? What do you say? Because it depends. Yeah. You know, I've never said I have a chub before. I, I have definitely many. Well, I used to that used to be all I ever said about my arousal was like, I have a girl boner. That's where my kind of brand evolved from. Um, so I still use girl boner. And I'll say that I'm wet or I just show that I'm turned on. I've never said well, you chub. can't show. You anybody. kind of can. Not even on the language. phone. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I,
2: how can you show unless you
0: show the wet? You can't show the wet. That's kind of weird. <laughs> that's I mean, true. I know with your I, eyes with well, you know, lust. Yeah, but you if you're going to you're like, yeah. I'm, what do you say? Do you say I say <laughs> I
2: say depends on my my energy. If I feel like more boyish, I'll say I just have a have a chub or I have a I'm hard or something or I'll say uh, I'm kind of weird. It depends. It depends on how yeah. my energy I'm gonna try that. Have you ever said one. my hood pulls back?
0: No, but I like it. That's kind of gross, but it's funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. I, <laughs> I might shock I might shock my partner, but that would be really fun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, hoodie. Amazing.
0: Can you say hoodie? Because it there does have a little hood. Yes, it does. It does. I like that. We need to do a whole episode just on, on that terminology.
2: Oh yeah. Let's so many
0: options. We should write a book, a vocab. Yeah, let's do. We're missing words. My girlfriend.
2: I said, I have a chub, and my girlfriend the other day, she goes, do you have a chum? I'm like, ew, chum, no. That's like, (laughs) that's like shark food. (laughs) I was
0: like chub as in chubby. How embarrassing. Oh my gosh. That is so hysterical. Well, if you do have a chub or a chubby or you're really hard or wet and you want to (laughs) play with your partner, please check out our feature toy of the month brought to you by The Pleasure Chest. Yay. It is the Tiani 3 from Lilo, which is awesome. It has really cool things about it. There's two pieces. One is curved. It has a vibrator that uh, you can stimulate one person's clit with. And then the little inside part goes inside. And so the vibration kind of goes all from the outside into you and there's enough room for your partner to slide right in there with you how? with fingers with tongue with penis because the the little part that goes inside the vagina is really slim so it's kind of like I was like how big of a vagina do you have to have <laughs> damn I got to <laughs> It's very very narrow I okay. mean you'll you'll definitely feel it but it's it's and actually you don't feel it when you first put it, I I don't think. At least for me, I didn't even really feel the inside part very much. It's tiny. It's tiny, mm-hmm. tiny. But when something else is in there, too, it goes right to the G spot. So that's oh, very G-spot. exciting. Yes. I and you can give your partner.
2: Conversation.
0: Yes, exactly. You could give your partner the remote control. Yes, exactly. The come hither motion with your fingers. Um, the but remote control. this is a remote control. No. The remote control you can walk around with it? You could these are wearable. So you can actually walk around wearing a vibrator. That's a lot of trust to the partner. It is. It is. But hey, you were just talking about fun, sexy dates. Couldn't you? I know, but can you imagine? You're like, Hi. (laughs)
2: How's it going? (laughs) You're like, oh, stop. And your partner drops the remote control and a dog takes it. You're like, what is No.
0: Not not for you. Not for you. Well, luckily, this this one you can actually use for solo play as well. Or you could be the one with all the control also. It's made of body-safe material, which is awesome. It has eight vibration settings. And right now, the Pleasure Chest is selling it with a special. It's a holiday kit called the Confession Kit, which comes with the Tiani with some lube, which is all natural, which I love. Confession. Yes. That's because they're going to turn it up to the eighth vibration. they are like, okay, okay, <laughs> I'll talk. I'll tell you everything. Especially because you'll also be wearing the handcuffs that are in the kit, oh. the sutra oh, cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> It retails for $169, which is a savings of over $100 if bought separately. So you can find it at thepleasurechest.com or visit their store in LA, New York, or Chicago. If you do try it, I'd love to hear your stories and if you did get a confession out of it. And if you are enjoying Girl Boner Radio, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes so you will never miss a beat. If you dig what you hear, I hope you'll consider leaving a rating and review. For extras and a whole lot more, visit augustmclaughlin.com or girlboner.org. And find me on social media. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful girl boner embracing week.